also known as Colin, and I am joined by Johnny Pharaoh, also known as Sean. Hello, how's everybody doing? And our GM for this series, Meanie, also known as Ryan. Hello, hello, hello. Gee, what are we playing tonight, Ryan? Yeah, well, we are going to jump into a cute little game uh, called Quest that... uh, I picked up fairly recently. Um, it's it's the it's 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 a pretty good sized book, a couple hundred pages, um, but pretty simple rules. Um, it seemed like a pretty appropriate uh, type of game for for this show. And um, goddamn, the art is just uh, adorable. I love yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it's great. My kids kind of are eyeing. D&D books and stuff like at the bookstores and stuff and uh, Oliver was kind of like oh hey I want can I get this player's handbook and I'm like well I got one at home buddy I'll bring it down next time I come if you want to you know look at it and so I did and he did look at it when he's but he was kind of like man that's a lot of words mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a lot of rules and I think this something like this might be oh, a yeah. more uh appropriate for that sort of age group so um what i intend to run for this series is going to be uh a sort of test run of an adventure that i would potentially uh run for them uh and you know so it's it's really more of it's kind of introductory sort of new player it sort of presumes that you know you're kind of relatively new to, to to gaming and stuff um but you know we're old school and <laughs> but but I'm sure regardless of how many years of, of experience we might have I think it uh, it should be just fine. Yeah, in fact, I uh, I downloaded this book and got mine for free the digital version because I'm an educator. Not to give them too much of a commercial, but go to adventure.game if you're an educator, you can get your free PDF version at any rate. And I do like how the game kind of breaks things back, breaks the whole idea of role-playing game, takes it back down to brass tacks, kind of reinvents it from the ground up. You know, a lot of the advice that we might take for granted or think we're too smart or too advanced for, it sort of re-explains, you know, from the from well, a, yes. a basic standpoint, which I really like. I mean, even down to um, roll a die and look at the number on the top of the die, you know. But, you know... You got to cover the basics. Yeah, we got to start somewhere. I, I remember, uh, you know, when I would read uh, books, even after I learned how to play and stuff, and I would I would always read and s- to see how they explained that part of it, like the rolling of the dice and the oh, this guy explains that you know the, he's the game master and he explains how you know mm-hmm. what the world is and controls all these other players and non non player characters and stuff. But anyway, our characters are. Uh, 
kind of uh, dis- disparate in age uh, and, and, and experience to some degree. Um, we have kind of an, a younger guy and kind of an older guy, as I recall from looking over your character sheets. So, uh, Colin, why don't you tell us uh, who you are and describe yourself a bit. Okay, so I guess I will just read directly from my character sheet. Yeah, I'm gonna, I was going to do the same thing. They have kind of a cute, almost Mad Lib style of, of putting your character together. Yep, I think that's perfectly appropriate. And I'll read it in character. Hello, my name is Sir Han Duran. I'm 55 years old and stand 6'2", six, 6'2", two, six, two tall. I'm the party's invoker. Which I think is kind of like a paladin or a battle mage or something. When people see me, they first notice my worn scars, burning eyes, and flawless poise. I wear Nick's chainmail, a symbol of God, and move with a confident step. I am from a place I can't name, where my people are known for once ruling a vast empire. I believe in salvation but my wrathful side can get in my way. I dream of killing my past. I carry a sword, crossbow, bolts, and a magic flask filled with wine. All right, cool. All right. Well, hello. My name is Numinous Glaucs. I'm 30 years old, and I stand 5 foot 9 inches tall. I'm the party's magician. When people see me, they first notice my willowy frame, romantic eyes, and androgynous vibes. I wear a fluttering cape and an owl pin, and I move with an effortless glide. I'm from a great metropolis where my people are known for their unhurried sense of time. I believe in pragmatism, but my fearful side can get in my way. I dream of finding a corner of the world to make my own. I carry a sword, blowgun, darts, and a magic candle. Nice. All right. And uh, as we sort of had discussed a bit uh, earlier, uh, Numinous has uh, come into the possession of uh, a map uh, supposedly leading to some sort of treasure, which he has uh, persuaded Sir Han to uh, accompany him in seeking, I believe. That's right. I, with this treasure, I will be able to find a corner of the world to call my own. And I've convinced Sir Han Duran to go with me because I'd heard of his exploits and know he is very great. And I'm a bit fearful to go on my own. So you are uh, following this map for some while you come to the edge of what appears to be a vast forest that stretches out as far as your eyes can see and you don't see anything beyond it it's just it's like thick trees all the way to the horizon as far as you could tell and uh, a path kind of leads into it and uh, there's fog sort of spilling out from the floor of the forest and kind of dissipating uh, in the in the sunlight. And uh, this is clearly where the map wants you to go. Uh, 
And so uh, take a few steps into the forest and uh, into the fog, which feels really cool, cooling on your skin, and, and it almost tingles a little. Um, Ooh, tingly. Cooling mist. Yeah, it feels like it, it certainly could be uh, touched with a just a kiss of, of magic. And uh, Ooh, I like that. That's going to be the name of my autobiography. Touched with a kiss of magic. <laughs> or kissed with a touch of magic. It could go either way. Yeah, I just like me. I can go, it could go either <laughs> way. Nice. Uh, so, now, before you entered into this forest, um, it appeared that, you know, it went on for seemingly forever. But... It's it's only a few minutes uh, that you follow that you're following this path, and uh, you find that you've reached apparently the other side of the forest, and in the distance you see a tall mountain with a a tower situated at the top of it, sort of gleaming in the sunlight, but. That was very... I mean, this is a pretty tall mountain and a pretty tall tower, and you definitely didn't see it when you entered, uh, you know, from, from, from when you started your way into the forest. It wasn't. It clearly wasn't there, and it's yeah. there does now. The, does the map indicate that this should be, like, a very deep forest, like a huge forest, and there's no way we should have just walked a few minutes and then found a mountain? Um... Well, it, the map is is a little a little confusing uh, because it looked it certainly looked like you were going to be walking for quite a ways in the forest, but the map now seems to have uh, changed, and uh, this looks like right where you were supposed to be. I think this map is kissed with a touch of magic, and I don't it like it. <laughs> um. So there is a uh, in uh, in front of the mountain. There is what appears to be sort of a uh, a small village, and uh, there's a, a path lined with uh, blooming flowers, sort of twisting its way into this uh, this little town. And uh, there's a small sign uh, just at the edge of the forest that says, "This way to Treasure Town." Treasure Town. This has got to be the place. The name's a little on the nose, though, don't you think, Han? I don't think this is a good idea at all, as this is uh, very concerning to me. You mean like someone's just handing us the treasure on a silver platter? Yeah, something a little too good to be true. Well, it's a good thing I brought you, then. Perhaps we go down into... Treasure Town and see what's what. I suppose we have no other options. That's right. We've come a long way. We can't turn back now. Well, you follow the uh, the path down into the town, and uh, you know there's several uh, little you know houses here, and and you see people doing normal town things, you know, gardening or. Uh, doing a little maintenance on the their building or whatever, 
in the center of the town is a rather larger building. Um, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, you, you can stop and talk to people or do whatever you would like. You're, what, what, what would you like to do here in Treasure Town? I think we should stop this first person here. Yeah, I was going to suggest that. Just ask the first person that we see some questions. All right, you do the talking. I'm a little fearful of new people. All right, well, there's a uh, a kind of older guy, probably a little older than you, Sir Han, who uh, who's kind of uh, looks like he's planting uh, some flowers and, and weeding a little a little garden in the in his yard here. Okay, you, sir, sir. He looks. He looks around and. and I'm right, sees you. I'm right here. I'm right in front of you. Uh, well, hello. <laughs> yes, hello. Uh, is this place Treasure Town? Well, f- yes, of course it is, yes. Hmm. Uh, what can you tell me about this place? Oh, it's absolutely lovely here, isn't it? He says and looks around, beaming. Yes, it's very lovely. Uh, have many travelers come seeking Treasure Town, or are we the only ones? Oh, we don't see very many travelers here in Treasure Town, he says. I see, I see. Why do you call it Treasure Town? And he kind of looks at you, blankly, <laughs> and says, Well, I don't know. I've never really thought about it before. Well... Okay, have you ever heard of any treasure in this town? Perhaps a rumor of a buried treasure? Hmm. I suspect if there were any treasure, it would be in the museum, he says, and points at the large building, kind of uh, situated in the center of of the village. Oh. My friend here is looking for, I think, secret treasure, buried treasure of some kind, not just... uh, other people's belongings or ancient uh, artifacts or stuff like that that's already been discovered and housed in a museum. Looking for something, uh, treasure, that you would... um, Is there any X's on that map at all to indicate where... I don't think so. I'll I'll read... you never know since the map has shifted a bit, you know, in the last few minutes. But I will take another look at the map and make sure that the town is on here. And, that, and I'll see if there is a big X. Uh, yeah, the it's, the X seems to be uh, situated on the museum that uh, this man is referring to. Okay, okay. Well, is there any claim to this treasure, I wonder? Well, this man doesn't even know about it, but... I guess uh, we will have to enter this museum to find out. Yes, I think you're right. And just before then, I'd just like to... What I'd actually like to do is to uh, spend one AP and use my magic eye ability, uh, which will give me the ability to see beyond physical reality. And for the next hour, I'll be able to see a faint aura surrounding any person or object that is affected by magic however you want to interpret that 
The first thing I want to do is look at this guy and see if he's somehow affected by magic. Is he under a spell or something? I mean, I won't know exactly how he's affected, but I'd like to, because uh, he seems a little weird to me. In fact, this whole place is a little weird. So I'll, I will now, for the next hour of game time, be able to uh, see little faint auras around magical things. Well, uh, yeah, and everything... Uh, so, everything you see seems to be surrounded by that aura. Um, everything here has been in some way affected by magic. And it, you obviously you can't tell the exact nature, but... Um, and you don't necessarily feel like like this was this place was is built from magic, but it, it's definitely being affected by magic in some way. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, Han. There's something very magical about this whole place, as if you probably couldn't tell already. Not everything is as it seems here in Treasure Town. So be wary. Perhaps they, this whole town is under some sort of spell by an evil wizard. Well, I guess it could be an evil wizard. It might be a good wizard. You are young and naive and you will learn. Well, maybe so. Well, maybe we should go check out this museum. Thank you very much, sir, for your time. But of course, he says, and, and waves and smiles, and um, it sounded like you were going to go ahead and heed his advice and, and walk in the direction of the museum. And um, Yeah, unless there's somebody else like standing right in our way who you know looks like they might be worth talking to, like if they have a exclamation point floating over their head or something, maybe we should talk to them. But otherwise, I say, yeah, let's go to the museum. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there are probably, you know, uh, a dozen or so other people, um, you know, milling about, uh, playing games, talking to each other and stuff, but they all have this same sort of vacant look in their eyes. Um, and they all smile and wave as you pass as though, um, they're very kind or (laughs) programmed to be very kind or something. Um, yeah, they seem very mellow. And it you just, notice that the you know the entire town is ha, has is just adorned with these like colorful flags and and various you know decorations and and stuff. Um, it's all really rather nice, but maybe maybe too nice. Yeah. It is is it is if we have wandered into some sort of storybook of some kind. It's a little too nice, and it does not represent the world that I know. Yeah, I have to admit, I think you're right. This world that I know is dangerous, and it rarely is so colorful and happy and nice. Well, you uh, head in the direction of the museum... Uh, as these various townspeople smile and wave as you pass. And um, you notice uh, as you approach the museum that there is a woman standing in front of the... There's like sort of a, a you know a short uh, 
flight of steps leading up to a little porch, and she's standing on this porch, smiling, um, looking as though she was waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, indeed, as soon as she sees you, she sort of waves you over in a come here sort of gesture. We're getting the come hither. Madam, are we in talking distance to her? Yes. Uh, Madam, are you the uh, curator for this museum? Well, yes, you could say that, yes. And what is this a museum of? Well, I would want to give away all of the mysteries now, would I? Very well. Uh, Then let us be off. Yes, we'd love to see the interior of this museum. Well, do come here, she says, and motions for you to come up the stairs. You go first. I'll start walking. I will get behind him and walk. We were told that this museum is the... uh, the place where we might find a vast treasure. Well, that's possibly true, yes. And why else would this place be called Treasure Town if it does not have a treasure? Well, there's all kinds of treasure, she says with a smile. Um, and I should mention, she's fairly tall. She's probably about uh, uh, the same height as uh, Numinous. Um, with blonde hair and she's wearing this sort of white tunic with a shiny golden belt and a a blue bow tie of all things Hmm. Um, and she's got this really thick uh, notebook uh, she's holding in her hands and it says directory on it and uh, she says oh but where are my manners my name is Fiona Fairweather and it is my pleasure to welcome you to Mischief Mountain. Ooh, Mischief Mountain. Well, Fiona, I'm Numinous Glox, and this is my friend, Sarhan Duran. And, and we've come a long way to be here. So we'll just have to see what treasure there is here on Mischief yes. Mountain. I've come a long way against my will, sort of. I am not uh, particularly interested in treasure, but I am... Interested in, interested in helping out my young friend here, who wishes to build a place for himself, and uh, I have many good deeds to do while I mm. wait for my t- time to end on this uh, mortal plane, this worldly plane. Oh, how very morbid. She says. Hey, you should try traveling with him. He's a real downer sometimes. Well, certainly you must be brave adventurers, she says. Well, well, I'm an adventurer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm somewhat of a knight errant, you might say. I do go on adventures. And uh, I do many righteous deeds. Hmm. Very well. Well, you have been invited, friend adventurers, to try the trickster's test. Now, to pass the test, you must reach the top of the mountain, she says, pointing. 
and defeat the trickster. Now, if you pass the test, you will win something from our incredible collection of treasures. Now, and I'm just going to keep saying now, apparently. (laughs) If you want to turn back, you may leave at any time. But if you decide to play the game, there is no turning back. If you choose to play, you will be allowed to browse our collection of treasure and take one item each to help you pass the test. If you win, you get to keep the item that you just chose. But be warned, the more valuable the treasure you choose, the more challenging the test will be. Choose wisely. Of course, if you lose, I can't tell you what happens. That's all part of the game. Well, I do, like, I do like a good challenge, and I accept your offer. Yes, I accept as well. Very good, she says, and she reaches into her tunic and uh, pulls out a, uh, a, small am- a small blue sort of gem amulet on a chain, and she reaches it out to you as though she's going to, you know, she's handing it to you. And she says, Now, this is a Skycaller amulet that you can use to communicate with me during the test. So, you know, if, you, if you're getting off track or need some, some help, you can, just, you can just ask. Ooh, I'll carry that. That's very pretty. Very well. And there, I should remind you, there are only two rules for this game. You may only take one treasure each from the museum. And once you leave town and go up the mountain, there is no turning back. Okay. Um, and shall, will we be allowed to start this challenge at any time? I'd say we want to... Sp- Maybe sleep overnight here in town first and then go first thing in the morning. Would that be acceptable or, or do we need to start at once? Well, I'm afraid there's no inn in Treasure Town. Um, but if you are insisting upon resting before we begin, um, I suppose we could arrange something. Oh, I disagree with my friend. Unless he has some very good reason. We've come so long, I just as soon get this contest with the trickster over with. Do you need to sleep to power your powers or something? What time of day is it? Is it uh, morning, afternoon, or evening? It was, uh, it was, you know, around noon when you entered the forest but you can't really tell this place seems to be in a like eternal state of 9 a.m. Well I thought I would be my feet would be weary and I would need to rest but uh, it seems like it is still early in the day here so I don't believe uh, I have anything else to do I will take a moment to sip from my magic flask of wine. I love wine. Mm. Very let well. Me, let me have a little hit off that flask. Oh, 
Well, now, uh, well, only because it's magic and it never gets empty, you may yes. sip, if you can handle it, this wine. Oh, I can. Oh, that's good. Well, Fiona, I think we're ready to look at these uh, magical items now. Very well, she says, and begins to turn around, and she like puts her hand on the door uh, to open it, then stops herself and turns back around and says, One last thing. Before you enter the museum, I'll need you to put on these hats, she said, and produces two uh, like fedora-looking hats from her tunic. Absolutely not. I won't do it. I won't wear silly hats. I don't think it's silly. I think it's a very smart hat. Looks very nice. It's a mockery of my god. My god is... My god is known to wear a fedora. (laughs) 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 I'm terribly sorry, Sir Han, but we have a very strict dress code in the museum. Well, let me consult with my god then and ask his permission. My god's name... What did I name my god? (laughs) Indiana Jones. Yeah, I know. (laughs) No, my name... My my god's name... He's a little sensitive of his name because he thinks it's a girl's name. His name is Skylar. And I am the only... One who worships this god. He speaks only to me. <clears throat> but uh, let me privately communicate with him and ask him if I may don this fedora. I do it out of respect for him. I know. I mean no disrespect at all. Well, tell Skylar from me that I think his taste in headwear is excellent. Yes, I will pass that along. Thank you. Tell him I said hey. Okay, I've just received word that I may, I may wear the fedora. Did you tell him I said hey? Yes, he said sup. Okay, good. Thank you. All right. All well, right, she hands yeah. you the hats and says. Well, I think your god will be very pleased. You, you're free to take them off as soon as you leave the museum, she says. All right, and, well, uh, I'll put it assuming, on. Yeah, assuming you put on the hats, she will open the door and let you into the museum. And she does not go in with you. Um, but uh, she does allow you in once you put the hats on. And... Um, the doors open and you walk into this uh, museum, which is sort of like a TARDIS in the sense that it, it looks vastly larger uh, on the inside than it appeared from the outside. Yeah, I um, don't need to. I don't need to see a magic aura to know there's strong magic at work here. Yes, indeed. And uh, there are uh, three shelves uh, in this large room. And uh, each contains a wide variety of items. On the first shelf, you see, like, there's a uh, a sword and a small uh, plush goat. Uh, 
and uh, sort of like a, what looks like a bag of dice, um, a uh, a whip coiled up. Um, there's a uh, a metal gauntlet. Um, yeah. Well, I wish this is the time. I wish we were, uh, you know, sitting down in person and playing, and I could just hand these cards out and say, "This is all the crap." Uh, uh, instead of having to just like individually describe what all this junk is. Well, I can tell you right now, something in my heart tells me that that whip would go great with this fedora. <laughs> I would like to take a look at the whip. All right. Well, um, you walk over to the first. Now, this shelf is the this first shelf is the lowest. Uh, and they get the you know the second one is slightly higher and the third one is higher still. And um, but you go over to the whip, which is coiled up on this shelf. And uh, I mean, it just looks like a whip just sort of laying here. What do you you want to pick it up? Yeah, I want to pick it up and give it a careful. Um, you pick it up. Uh, but you are unable to whip it in the way that you would have expected because it seems because you're not it's Devo. Like, it's no, completely I, rigid. I can't whip it good. <laughs> no, you can't whip it into shape either. Oh, well, it's already in shape. shape. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you but mean yes. when, I, when you say it's in one shape, is it like coil stuck in a coiled shape, or is it like a great big long pointer now? No, it's 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 still coiled up. It's just rigid in this in this okay, coil. Okay. Okay. Well, that's very strange. All right. It might be that you must declare this your item. I then, declare this my whip. Oh, I you whip it. Have, you should have maybe pondered a bit more before you chose so hastily. Well, well as soon as you say, I whip it, because Devo knows no universes. Right. Um, right. Right. Of course. As soon as you utter that that one liner, the uh, the whip uh, relaxes. Oh, okay. Well, I'll give it a few like swings of the air to see if it has some obvious quality that is immediately apparent by just swinging it around. Uh, no, although um, it does uh, have a very clear aura of magic around it as though it were some like enchanted in mm. some way and um i'll just uh i'll just actually read the description to you uh this is a an item that does three uh damage it's called the quip lasher and it is a sentient magic whip that is always listening to what is being said nearby uh, in its default position, it is locked in a stiff coil. But if the whip hears a witty one-liner, it relaxes, and you can use it to make an attack on a nearby creature. Once the whip strikes a creature, it becomes rigid again. Okay, I've got to think of some witty one-liners then, and you start thinking of some too. You know, I could sit and look through all these things, but this whip is really what spoke to me, and I think I'm destined to carry it. So I will take the whip. All right. The quip. It's the quip what? Quip lasher. Quip lasher. I've got it. Now I will carefully examine my choices and pick something that is 
a treasure to me, which might not be so powerful, but the challenge might be more uh, accomplishing, accomplishable. So, uh, uh, Numinous took the, uh, the whip. Quiplasher. Uh, the quiplasher. Yeah. And so, uh, in addition on that first table, there was a, a metal gauntlet, a glove, right? Um, there's a, a candle as well and uh, a bow, uh, on this first table. And, uh, of course, on the second table, there's uh, something that looks like a bracelet. There's like a little wand. Um, there's a couple orbs um, and another sword. Oh, no. None of these are what I'm looking for. Well, what are you looking for? I'll know it when I see it. <laughs> um, hmm. There is... Um, On the, uh, is it on the second or third shelf? Oh. Yes, on the second shelf there is uh, a shield. I don't know if that would be of interest to you. It looks like a, a buckler. I have no need for this shield. My God shields me from harm. And uh, there is a uh, a particularly nice-looking sword there next to the uh, buckler as well. Hmm. Can't beat my sword that I've already got. Slaughtered... So many sinners. No, uh, let's look. Something. He's kind of looking for maybe something. You know, the. <clears throat> in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, are they looking for the, the cup for the Holy Grail? Except for, he, you know, he's looking for something very humble and plain looking, sort of fancy. And something that's. You know, ordinary. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. What was the what was on the first shelf again? There was a gauntlet. Yep, there was a gauntlet. Uh, there's a sword that has like an inscription on uh, an inscription on the blade. Um, a small stuffed goat. Uh, a bag of. <laughs> what appear to be marbles um, and a candle and a bow. You've got to take a look at that goat. You read my mind. I choose the goat. All right. Well, um, the little plush stuffed goat, um, you, uh, you pick it up and you note that, um, sort of sitting sitting next to it um, is a uh, uh, a little collar on the ground that has like a bell on it and uh, 
it appears to go with it, and it's not wearing the collar at the moment. But you get the sense that putting the collar on it may be what activates it. Okay, come on, little fella. Here you go now. I'm going to strap on the little collar. Uh, Well, you place the collar on this little stuffed goat, and as soon as you do, uh, a little goat appears in the room here and uh, bleats at you and uh, sort of charges at you as though it were going to headbutt you, but then stops and bleats again. Oh, that scared me. It is all right, goat. We are your friends. You will lead us to treasure. You are under my command. (laughs) It's apparently in agreement with you. Yes, that's what I thought. Now, shall we follow the goat? Yes, now that we've chosen our items so wisely, I believe we should take the next step in our journey. To treasure, goat. Yeah, goat. The goat says and uh, begins walking out of the museum. We should give him a name. Let's call him Billy. Well, that seems like a good name for a goat. Yeah, it just popped into my head. Very well. Billy. Lead us to treasure, Billy. Uh, So, uh, Billy begins heading out of the uh, museum where uh, you guys meet Fiona on the porch once again. She says, ah, I see you've chosen wisely. And she points uh, towards a door that leads to a path heading up the side of the mountain and says, that's the way you want to go, I think. Yes, I think that is the way. A good place for a goat up a mountain. I I did choose wisely. Billy's this such a good boy. Uh, anyway, uh, following sort of Fiona's uh, gesturing and uh, being led by this goat, uh, you leave Treasure Town and begin climbing uh, a sort of winding ridge up this mountains uh, mountainside. And uh, as you do so, you know, you you get rocks and pebbles tumbling down the uh, the side of the mountain and, and sort of crashing uh, all around you. And uh, the goat seems, uh, you know, unfazed by this, although uh, it's a little possibly nerve-wracking, at least for, uh, you know, less sure-footed humans. And fearful humans. Indeed. And uh, so after walking along this uh, ridge for a while, the path curves directly into the face of the mountain and stops at this massive stone door. And uh, the door has like this, this huge face in it. Um, that that looks as though it were alive, although it does appear to be sleeping. 
Should should we wake it? Um, well, you're the knight errant. There's a whole reason I brought you, because I assume that you would know what to do in this type of a situation. Of course I do. He's going to clear his throat really loudly, see if that wakes up the face. And it does. Uh, And the uh, stone eyes, the eyelids shoot open, and uh, the door looks at you, and uh, it says, Whoa! Be you adventurers? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. We have come up this mountain in search of treasure, and you will open this door, uh, open yourself to us. <laughs> well, I certainly do enjoy seeing some adventurers, but I don't particularly take kindly to rude orders. <laughs> now look, is- you hurt its feelings. I, we have no time for this. You are a door, and you have one job, and that is all you do is open or close, and we wish for you to open now. I'm sorry if I hurt your door feelings, but... You don't mean it. (laughs) I'm going to uh, use my magic trick for zero AP, which is lovely, uh, to... Delight it by giving it a gentle touch. Well, gentle physical sensation. Like, and he's like, you don't mean it. I'll be like, oh, there, there. Like a little stroke. Stroke on the door. There, there. Oh. It's, we mean it. I promise. We mean it. Oh, well, do you really know? Okay. Gosh. Oh, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't get to see too many adventurers around here and, uh, when I finally did get to meet somebody, which is the same, you know, I didn't want him to be so rude. But, uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'll open up for you. But you gotta answer my riddles. Oh, great. I don't know if I'm very good at riddles. Go ahead, Mr. Tour. What about you, old man? You like riddles? I do like challenges of all kinds I am curious as to what these riddles may be and I accept your challenge alright riddle away riddling door well before I uh, reveal the nature of my riddles uh, I think introductions might be in order my name is Stonebrow the door Stonebrow, pleasure to meet you. I'm Numinous Glocks, and this is my friend, Sir Handoran. All right. And this is Billy the Goat. Maybe you know him. Sir Han, Numinous, and Billy. Mm-hmm. Waiting for some French fried potato. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, hereupon I open the door once you answer these riddles for... Uh, uh, I like that. It rhymes. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. I wear a cap, but it's not a hat. What am I? A mushroom. <sighs> Incorrect. Oh. What about you, Sir Han? 
I don't know why this door's from Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, many things wear caps that aren't hats. And I say a mushroom was a great answer and should be, should qualify as correct. Uh, But if you don't like that, maybe you accept, uh, well, yeah, they probably don't have pins, like pin caps, like, you know, you cap for a a writing pen, they don't have those here. Uh, Let me see, if it's not a mushroom, something that wears a cap, a cap. You're thinking in the you're thinking in the right direction there, numinous. Yeah, a mushroom. What else has a cap? What's something in the vicinity of a mushroom? Hand. Think hard. A cap. Vicinity of a mushroom. Well, like he said, we're going in the right direction. So maybe it's like a fungus or a something else that grows. Well, no, I just meant you know laterally thinking like that. Oh, I see. I see. Not literally. What's another word that begins with M? How about that? Oh, okay. That's a good hint. I don't want to have to use up our hints, you know, calling Fiona. I don't want to use up all my calls yet. So, uh, a cap. I mean, something that starts with M. It has a a cap. Mushroom, maggot, mammoth, motor. (laughs) Not one of those. Um, (laughs) Memory, milk, moon. Is it a bottle of milk? With a little cap on it? Well, that's a pretty good guess, too, but that is not the correct answer. Mm, that is correct. That is the correct answer. <laughs> um, well, you're going to have to be a lot nicer to me, Sir Head. I, I can't take it. <laughs> yeah, he's giving us a hint and everything. We know it starts with M. And we got three more after this one, so we need to think hard. <laughs> What, what is a cap? What was a cap that starts with a, something that wears a cap? He wear, no, he wears a cap, but it's not a hat. So, and he's not a mushroom. Mm. Billy, ram the, the door. <laughs> Open it up. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, please don't do that now. That wouldn't be nice at all. Come on, Billy. Know. I hate to do this on the first uh, the first riddle, but maybe we maybe we should ask Fiona for help. You know, we can use the amulet to ask for her advice. Yeah, how does that amulet work? I just I don't call know any a, fancy. I think I just, uh, it's it's easy. You just, I think you just talk into it. Um, Fiona, uh, is that you, Numinous? Yeah, we got a real problem. We have to answer four riddles. And we don't know the first one. What the door, it? the door that's asking these riddles cheated. We've answered several correctly already. Well, I mean, maybe according to, to our logic, but you know, you don't know the logic of magic doors. So, Fiona, can you think of something that wears a cap but is not a hat, and the thing starts with the letter M? Oh, yes. I think I can. Oh, could you tell mm. us what Out it is? Out with it. Well, I'll give you a hint. What's the hint? You're standing on one. Ah, I knew it. I knew it the whole time. 
thought he would have said it was wrong. But it is a mountain. Oh, yeah, mountain. Okay. Well, uh, how many times do we get to contact you, Fiona? <laughs> There's What's no limit a- to your phone, a friend. Oh, good. I thought there was a limit to it. I don't know why. Okay. Well, this, is, this isn't who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> okay. It kind of is, though, because we want a treasure. So, okay, I'll, I'll call you back if we need you. All right. I can't believe I didn't get a mountain, like a mountain cap. Okay. Mountain. Hey. That's right. Good job, adventurers. <laughs> All right, now here's the second one. I'm taller than the tower, but older than any building. What am I? A mountain. That's right. That's now right. for number three. I can be climbed, but I'm not a ladder. A what mountain. That's right. Oh. I can rock, but I can't roll. What oh, am I? A mountain. You got them all, boys. That's how I like oh. to see it done. <laughs> says the door, which then proceeds to uh, slowly open. Take That's, your time. Well, no, I th- I'm happy because I thought we were going to spend the next 22 minutes trying to guess riddles and not be smart enough. So this is wonderful. Well, we will not be spending any more time guessing riddles because you have solved all of the riddles of Stonebrow, the sentient door, and he opens... Uh, allowing you to proceed. However, um, slightly early, but this is exactly where I wanted to stop anyway, so I think we're gonna uh, call that episode number one, and uh, we shall see what lies beyond the door in episode number two. Yes, and before we go, I did read in the rules that after we complete a session, we do get five uh, points, adventure points, I think they're called. And we, we also get to pick um, another ability. One more ability for next time. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, t- typically I would, uh, a session might be an entire series technically, yeah. but I, I don't have a problem with going ahead and, and, and letting you guys do that. Um, I don't think you can't get more action points than Max anyway, can you? Probably not more than what you started with, I don't think. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I, yeah, I haven't spent right. any, so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. No, I think you're probably right that, you know, three episodes for us is about like a normal game length, you know. Right, like a game night game. Right, game. but uh but no, I'll take a I'll take a I'll take a new ability if I can get one and I will look that up later and for now know that my APs are refreshed. And I gotta think of some one-liners for next time so I can use this quiplasher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all of the uh, all of the little magic items that they have there are kind of quirky and, and <laughs> Yeah, ways, yeah. So. Like, I tried to buy a camouflage cloak, but I couldn't find one. See, that'd be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my wife told me to stop impersonating a flamingo, so I had to put my foot down. And I used to have a handle on life, but then it broke. You're starting to get into Bing Kingsley territory almost. I know, I'm getting into Bing Kingsley territory. (laughs) Bing Kingsley goes in all universes. This entire thing is just Bing Kingsley on an ether binge dream. So (laughs) nice, nice. (laughs) 
All right. Well, gentlemen, I will see you in episode number two. Hey, everybody. If you like our podcast, don't forget to leave us a good rating and or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever you're able. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Goonies underscore world. And check out our website at GooniesWorldPodcast.com. Email us at GooniesWorldPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.